Welcome to the Foxes and Fowl podcast, season two. Foxes and Fowl is the campus ministry of the United Church of Canada at the University of British Columbia. We are committed to exploring the ways that God is at work in us and others for the healing and renewal of the world. We believe that God has called us to live in a particular way in this world, the way of Jesus. To help us do that, over the next several weeks, we're going to take a break from our usual pattern of longer interviews and dive into St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians together, one little step at a time. We hope you'll join us on the way. Hey there. Welcome to the Foxes and Fowl podcast. I'm Aaron. As you heard in the introduction over the past several weeks, we've been working our way through parts of St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. If this is your first time listening, you may want to go back to the first episode of this season called All Saints. Or maybe this is the word that God wants for you today. Either way, I'm glad you're with us. Over the past six episodes, we've been thinking specifically about Paul's image of the whole armor of God from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. These are the tools that we have at our disposal to stand against the spiritual realities that are working against God's good will and purposes for our lives and for this world. In order to stand against this stuff that works against the world as God wants it, and what God wants is a world that teems with love and justice and righteousness. In order to stand against anything that threatens that, Paul tells us to put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and with all that to take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And once Paul has us all dressed in the things that we need, he says this, Pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. Pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. I think it's excellent that once we're dressed and ready for battle, the first thing we're to do is pray. The instruction calls to mind a a question that another wise thinker has asked, which is, are we in the world for God, or are we in God for the world? And the answer to that makes all the difference. In a world that's often obsessed with doing, with accomplishing things, with statistics, results, it would be easy to assume that once we've got all our spiritual armor on, we're ready to charge into the world and get some stuff done for God. But Paul slows us down. He insists that our first task is prayer, because it's only as a praying people that we can keep in step with the Spirit. Without prayer, we might do good things, but they might not be God things. As one old preacher put it, if the devil can't get you to do bad things, he'll get you to do almost good ones. Now, I mentioned in the last episode that one of the ways we hear God's word is in prayer. And that may seem kind of strange to some of us, but most of Christian faith is kind of strange. And the fact is that the witness of saints in every generation points us to God's willingness to speak in and through us. Sometimes a particular passage of scripture will come up when we're in prayer. Sometimes we'll get a word or a phrase or an image that reveals something of God and God's will to us. If we return once more to the stories of Jesus' temptation, particularly Matthew's version in chapter 4 of his gospel, I think we get an important insight. 
Now, unfortunately, it's not all that clear in English. Uh, It comes when Jesus tells the tempter that we don't live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. In the Greek language, the language that the New Testament was written in, there's more than one word that gets translated as word. Uh, there's logos, which means a kind of general, universal word or truth. It's the word that John uses when he begins his gospel by saying that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That's logos. But there's another word, which is rhema, and that's a more intimate, more direct word. It's meant for a specific audience, and that's the word that Jesus uses against evil. He tells the tempter that what nourishes us and strengthens us isn't a general word from God. You know, it's more than memorizing scripture, as valuable as that is. What nourishes and strengthens us is God's intimate word. Whether that's the Holy Spirit's work of making the scripture speak personally to us, or one of those moments where we get a clear sense of God's will and purpose in our lives, or something particular to us and to our circumstances, we need that kind of word if we'll get in on what God is doing. And so we pray. Christians are a praying people. And there are lots of different ways to pray. We can pray using the Psalms, which is the prayer book of the Bible. We could use a daily devotional or the monastic offices. We can practice centering prayer or times of silence and listening. We can pray in unison or alone. Our worship can and should be full of prayer. Paul says in another place to pray without ceasing, which is to let our whole lives be opened and porous to the Holy Spirit. And there are so many ways we can do that. And if prayer is new to you or you're looking for a fresh way to pray, ask around. Pastors or fellow Christians can be great resources. Richard Foster's book, Prayer, is a classic. Uh, Rich Viotis' book, Uh, The Deeply Formed Life is a newer and wonderful resource. It's really accessible if all of this is new to you. We'll put those books in the show notes. However you pray, the key is to do it, to set some time aside, to be consistent. There's a reason that prayer is called a spiritual discipline. So set some time, be consistent, and then open yourself up to God, that enlivening spirit, the breath that strengthens and restores. Because at the end of the day, we don't want to be people in the world for God, running around doing what we think is best. At the end of the day, we want to be people in God for the world, living and moving and having our being in union with the one who made this world, who loves this world, and who is making all things new. So may it be so. Amen. Thanks to the Foxes and Fowl team and the Pacific Mountain Regional Council of the United Church of Canada for making this happen. Thanks as ever to Davis Miller for the soundtrack, and I hope you can join us next time. And until then, grace and peace.